Welcome to episode six of Crossword, Perspectives on WordPress and the Open Web. I'm Jonathan Wold. And I'm Luke Kappas. This is our first episode after the new year, where we're both in the same in the same year. And today we're talking about notifications. You were worried that uh, we wouldn't actually have all that much to talk about. Are you still worried about that? No, I, I think that there's uh, some interesting aspects to explore here. But as I started to think more about it, I realized that this really could transform the way WordPress gets used even more than changing the editor. I'm super excited about this. One of the things that, I mean, just to jump straight to one of my, my favorite points, when you think about WordPress as an operating system, notifications are an essential component of an operating system. We take it for granted, right? Like we have, many of us have too many notifications on our phone, but the operating system gives us the ability to control notifications, to interact with them, et cetera. Same with our Mac, with Windows. As we're diving into notifications, it's probably worth defining exactly what the notifications feature proposal looks like. But before yep. we do, this idea of the operating system of the web, that's something that's come up a number of times across the previous episodes. And it's not something we've ever really done too much of a deep dive into. Maybe it's time to explain what you mean by an operating system. So when an operating system at a high level, the way that I've thought about it is I've wrestled with this for a while. And for me, it's important to make a concept as simple as possible. At a high level, an operating system is simply a system for operating something. The ones that we're familiar with, of course, are the, the most common, the operating system on our phones, our computers, cars have them nowadays. And when I think of an operating system, there are three key components. There's the audience, that's who the operating system is designed for. There's the capability, which is what the operating system is capable of, like uh, you know, what's it's using machinery attached to it, but not always. And then there's the interface, which is how the operating system is accessed and interacted with. And in the case of WordPress, the audience, and we've talked about this a bit before, from the beginning has been non-technical folks people who are wanting to run a blog. I should say the primary audience, right? WordPress has a broad audience. But the way that I think about it, WordPress's audience are, are people who are wanting to create on the open web and primarily non-technical, yeah. right? Like that's- Content a, creators. That, that's, yes, that's, that's one of the big draws to WordPress is that low barrier of entry and that you can just start creating. Now, we have an, we're at an interesting point in WordPress history where WordPress is no longer the easiest way to create on the open web. Mm. or rather on the web, um, but because tools like Squarespace and Wix and others are arguably easier from a brand new user's perspective. But that's another topic entirely. But that's the way that I think about it. When you, WordPress, in my mind, is very clearly an operating system for creating on the open web. The most common example is a blog content, but there's a lot more that you're doing these days. And e-commerce is another example of more complexity, but you know, there's, you're, you're operating this commerce business on the web. Matt Mullenweg talks about WordPress as an operating system quite a lot. Is this something he got from you or something you got from him? <laughs> I definitely got it from him. I first heard the idea from him a couple of years ago. It uh, didn't really make sense to me at the time, but it was interesting. I got the chance to ask him about it um, Oh man, I can't remember if it's been a year or two years now. And 
anyway, yes, it's he's the first one to start talking about it. And I'm really happy to see more folks beginning to talk about it and use the idea in conversation. I think it's a really helpful way of looking at WordPress that helps us look past features and ask bigger questions. And notifications, in my mind, is a really good example of a thing that benefits from that lens of empowering creativity on the open web and thinking about the ramifications of that. Yeah, so this proposal, this feature proposal is called WP Notify. I guess that would be the name of WordPress's notifications feature. And basically it's what you'd expect. There's a, a front-end use case, uh, which is not front-end on your actual website, not what your visitors see, but front-end in terms of what the admin user experiences or what somebody logged in to the WP admin experiences. That might be like an item in the toolbar. It might be something else entirely. Uh, that's all still up for discussion. That's all still being thought out and designed, researched. And then there's also, and critically, the developer use case. Mm -hmm. Because right now, creating notifications in WordPress is a pain. It is... It is hacky and difficult and ends up creating a non-standardized mess of your WordPress admin. Yep. One of the things that I loved about uh, Elaine's proposal here, the um, and we'll include links to, to all of this, is the reference to a simplified procedural API. And one of the things that I loved about WordPress and, and still love as a developer is that you have increasingly complex things happening behind the scenes, yet we have simplified ways of exposing those things to folks who, like you, you might be able to make an argument that, all right, this isn't the most efficient or the most performant sort of way to do something. Why do we have these wrappers when you could just access it directly? But having a simplified wrapper that gives, like the example cited, being able to have WP underscore notify and then uh, something that you're used to is a really great way i think of lo keeping that barrier of entry low and was really happy to see that consciously referenced do you remember in 2016 i don't know if you were there at wordcamp sydney and i gave a talk I, the talk was about the customizer but to kick the talk off i all i did was i installed it was like the top five or top 10 plugins of mm. in the most popular <laughs> plugins and just looked at what the WordPress admin dashboard looked like just after installing these top five recommended plugins or popular <laughs> plugins. Man, and, and it's such a mess, such a mess. WooCommerce, uh, arguably better now, arguably worse, in that it does a full screen takeover to get you through the tutorial. Back then it just added a little notification section. We all know Akismet's little activate your account um, section came up. Uh, there was like word fence things all over the place, Jetpack, you name it. That every Everybody was doing notifications a little bit differently and uh, putting admin notices everywhere. And so what I'm excited about is a solution that fixes that. If that's the end goal, that's what I, I want to see. The What's interesting, one of the things I just love about WordPress too is that you, I would say we can't very effectively force change. 
right? Like part of the beauty of this is that, yeah, there are a lot of ways, but now we're at a point in time where there's so many different ways that people have done notifications and tried to solve this problem. And, and we're seeing some of the negative ramifications of that with just, you know, plugins aren't considering each other there. There's no sort of, there's really no, at the heart of it is no ability for the end user to control it. Now, mm. I should say practically, right? Like there are ways that you can shut it off and et cetera, but it's not really built into the experience. And what I'm really interested in is, okay, so what does this process look like to bring it in? Because in general, like we can't just introduce it and all right, this is now the only way. It needs to be, it's ideally something where plugin authors recognize the value and are sort of happy to adopt it. So that, that process is gonna be interesting. Advertisements are something we've talked about before, but are a really key part of this idea because in a sense, advertisements are just another notification. And so yeah. the developer has no incentive to use any sort of built-in notification API for their advertisements because it's going to be hidden away with all the other. They want their advertisement to get attention, right? Yep. But on the other hand, I don't want to have to run an ad blocker in my own WordPress install. <laughs> I'd like to think that my own site could be whitelisted. Um, so how, how do we solve that? And, and we can't solve it forcefully, can we? We can't yep. force people to do anything because this is WordPress. It's open source. People can do whatever they want. There are some plugin rules, plugin guideline rules. Is this going to be one of them? So... Guidelines, I think, are important. I think there, there's two key factors, I think, or aspects to solving it. One, I think it's really important to give good examples to, like, that's always been, I think, really key in WordPress is it's open source. We look at examples. How do other plugins do it, et cetera. So having some good examples, some good early adoption. And then two, I think really important, something you and I've talked about a lot in the past is, is giving incentive giving developers a reason. And early on, like I think just one example that I'd love to see is looking at, let's say that we have recommendations, there's some guidelines now for it, it's part of the best practices. And imagine a situation where we start to highlight plugins that follow best practices. What if we can reward some of these authors for adopting the standard and hey, these are the plugins that use the notifications API. Yeah, it starts on the. We, we did ahead. that. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm just uh, nodding in agreement here. We did we did that with Gutenberg, didn't we? These are block enabled plugins. Yep. What if yep. we did these are notifications or WP Notify enabled plugins? And and there's a lot of there's softer and stronger approaches at the heart of it. And I think we're still early in this process. Notifications is about is about giving the end user the ability to control. And and there's a lot of nuance that needs to be worked out. Like how do you make sure how do you determine like the level of priority of notifications and you know, is it okay to have someone just turn everything off? Like how do you manage all of that? Those are questions that need to be answered. But at the heart of it, if we can provide a standard, give some good examples, and then reward the authors who adopt it early, and then eventually penalize those who don't but that can follow quite a bit later. I think you get most of your momentum by rewarding good behavior. I'm not actually worried about incentives. I think that this could be such a boon for user experience in WordPress that people are actually going to be demanding it from plugin authors 
that plugins who show notifications in a way that doesn't use the WP Notify API will receive bad reviews because they're seen to be, I hope, they're seen to be a little bit more old school or hacky or uh, intrusive, ugly, you know, because they're not using the built-in native APIs. So, man, (laughs) Um, there's a number of things because what tends to happen is that early on, my guess is that for at least some developers, what we would provide in core is not going to be quote unquote sufficient for their needs. It's going to be more limiting. It's going to feel constricting. So I, I think one, I think you're right, but I think the more that we can get ahead of it and like make it a positive and yeah. highlight those who, who are like making the move. Cause it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to take some time. And I think what we would first introduce is not going to be what we end up. And like, like you it, said, or, yeah, examples are key, right? Like you said earlier. And right now we're in a bit more of a research phase of figuring out what do people want, how do they want it, uh, what should it look like, what works, what doesn't. But can you think of any examples of WordPress space plugins, themes, services, whatever it is, that do notifications really well? I'll kick you off. Mm. Yoast is one. Yoast is an obvious one, really. And you, you would you argue that they do notifications well? Yeah, I, I think they do. They have a little admin toolbar at the, at the top of your WordPress admin there. They have an item and it has a little red dot when there's something important mm. instead of slamming you with a admin notice <laughs> so that goes across... I- the, I feel bad citing it, but it's worth citing. When I think of Yoast notifications, I'm thinking about the Black Friday advertisement. Oh so yeah, yeah. It's sort of an unfair memory, but you know they they did do it. So yeah, Yoast made a faux pas. Listen in on our first episode where we discussed that. Yep. Uh, but in general, they do notifications really nicely. Yeah. It, and cool. and I'm not talking about advertisements. That's a different bucket of fish, kettle of fish. Uh, but the way that they sort of say, oh, hey, really neatly, without too much intrusiveness, that's what I like, a really simple design. Uh, You know who else does notifications really well? Man, I hate saying this. I can't believe I'm about to say that. Facebook do it really well. Don't don't, don't tell anyone that I said that. I mean, I should say that Facebook five years ago did notifications well. I don't know how Facebook does it now. (laughs) Um, This is reminding me, you worked on uh, the stream plugin. Yes. Uh, That was a project that you were at the heart of for a long time. Notifications is a really important aspect of that. And um, so no examples jumped to mind to me of like, oh, this does notifications really well. What I'm kind of imagining is a, a paradigm shift in how notifications happen in WordPress. What I think about first is core notifications. Like what types of notifications would we give? To, like right now, I think some emails get sent, like when your site's been updated. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, does core have any, uh, so obviously, so there's the plugins need to be updated notifications. Is this still uh, the correct admin email address? Instead of yep, take full screen takeover when you're logging in. 
wouldn't it be nice, you know, if that was just a notification, please confirm your admin yeah, email address. An inbox of notifications. You know, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up because you work for them, but WordPress.com has some pretty unreal notifications. For a part of the .com experience? Exactly. So if you log into .com, you, there's a little bell icon on the top right and you can see comment replies, you can see ah, yes. likes. And, and one of the my favorite things there is happy anniversary. I, I'm sure that there are other sort of uh, achievements you can unlock. I don't use it that much. I, I think thinking about the .org project and thinking about the bigger picture, we'd certainly want to learn what we could from what .com has done with notifications. And also we probably could learn a thing or two from what Facebook has done with notifications. They've yeah. invested heavily into figuring that out. So, so can, can we dive into both of those topics? Um, let's, let's set that as an, a bit of an agenda. Let's talk about what WordPress.com does really well, what Facebook does really well. One thing that I love about WordPress.com notifications is the not notifications, notifications, the achievements or uh, <laughs> insights. Let's call them insights more than notifications. So happy anniversary with WordPress. Imagine that on your .org site. It also gives you streaks. Like it lets you know when oh, you... Cool. When you've done like your 10th post or your fifth post, it's like, congratulations. I think that could be really cool to have in .org. I don't know if everybody would want it, uh, but I think it would be a really nice feature to have those insights. And not just streaks, not just uh, you've been using WordPress for a year. This is where I sort of wanted to dive in because this seems like a, the area for insights, the, the opportunity for insights seems like a, a really deep opportunity mine for plugins. Ooh. So I hadn't thought of any of that. I'm, this is exciting to me because what I've found especially interesting lately is, um, is the introduction of screen time. Once yeah. a week I get a report oh, on, <laughs> it's useful I get a on report Mac, but on iOS. Yeah. It's really cool. Oh man. And looking back and like, no way, I can't believe I spent that much time. And then sure enough, looking at the details, like, wow, Maybe either I'm happy with it or I can say, huh, I kind of like it helps me as the end user feel in control that I'm managing this and the operating yeah. system is doing its job of informing me and helping me make better choices. Someone on Twitter, I think it was DHH, shared a screenshot of their Apple Watch the day after school holidays finished, when the kids went back to school, it showed that the decibel level dropped by 25%, something <laughs> like that. That's the That's sort awesome. of insight that I'm talking about. That's the sort of insight that I think could be really interesting to have in WordPress. And although there is opportunity for some of that in core, I think just about any plugin could start uh, taking advantage of these sorts of opportunities. So yeah. I really like Coco Analytics. That's a new plugin that I've been using on, on my personal oh, cool. site, K-O-K-O. And uh, that could be really cool to show me insights on traffic. You know, this particular post has been doing abnormally well. Uh, mm. Or imagine a forms plugin. When you log in, you see you've had three new submissions on your yep. contact form, especially if there's a configurable interface for it. This is something that likely ends up being more than 80% used by third-party plugins. Like, yeah. I, I can see this being a recurring topic. Uh, I'd love to maybe get some of the folks involved in the project on. What I'm actually most interested in, what's coming to mind for me, is what are the bottlenecks and challenges here? That's an important topic. Can we circle back to it? Because 
before we get there, because I think think uh, this particular little uh, intrusion might inform some of that discussion, is thinking about how Facebook does notifications. And when I think of Facebook notifications, do you know what I think of? What do you think of? I think of dark patterns. Bum, bum, ah, bum. yes. Yeah. So, so have you read Nir Eyal's book uh, called Hooked? No. It's one of my favorites. And he, he talks about this idea of a habit loop. Something that I was really interested in, actually talking about Stream earlier, Stream is a great plugin, but it's sort of a backup plugin, right? You install mm. it, you leave it. Uh, so Stream, yep. it keeps a log. It's like a log of every admin action that happens in your WordPress admin. And if anything ever happens in your admin, it's stored in Stream, right? The way that's used is you install the plugin, you make sure it's working and you don't look at it again until you need it, until something goes yep. wrong and then you can look at your logs. And I was wondering, how can I change that? How can I make it so that Stream becomes an interesting part of everybody's interaction with WordPress? And one way mm. is with notifications, uh, using this habit loop of what if we cue the user to say, there's been some new activity on your site and then we get them to click through to see the activity. That's the, the action step. And then we reward them in some way. And that might look like uh, enabling reactions to activity. And it might look like commenting on activity. We, it might look like insights. Insights could be an interesting type of reward. Um, yep. It could look like a number of different things. And, and why I think notifications could be so powerful. All of a sudden, you don't just log into your WordPress for purely pragmatic reasons. I want to create a new post. I want to edit a page. But suddenly you're logging in hoping, and subconsciously hoping, but hoping nonetheless, that there's been activity on your site, that there's something new to do, that some plugin is telling you something interesting, that you've got a comment, that you've got a contact form submission, and it motivates you to respond to those. And you see where this is going? WordPress really, it jumps out of its blogging shell and turns into a, a <laughs> so real experience. You brought this up within the context, though, of dark patterns. Yes. So I want to reclaim that. I want to reclaim this idea, <laughs> right? Because dark pattern. The reason why they're dark is because the inevitable outcome is what is advertising. It's, yes. It's yes. it's. I've got to see this ad. I've got to scroll past it. I've got to dismiss it on YouTube or whatever it is. And it all leads to money uh, for the platform. This is part of what I love about screen time. They don't have this inherent incentive. Yes, they want me to spend time using the device, but they want me to feel in control, that it's a, a tool that I'm using. And screen time is an example of something like that that helps me feel that, like, all right, I, I bought this thing, I own it. It's I'm using it for whatever I want to use it for, whether to create or to consume. And when I think about WordPress as an operating system, yeah, I think we can, if, if the idea is to empower creativity and we get to think about things like this because we're an open source project, we don't, yeah. we're not trying to sell things to people. We can think about how can we use habit loops and triggers and hooks to uh, promote more creativity. 
to encourage people to write, to take that first, to, to put that draft out there, to share it. To create community, to, to engage yes. users. And uh, I mean, we do have to be That's careful. Powerful. It's, you know, it's not just a go for it, open slather, um, no bad repercussions are possible. Ultimately, though, and this is where like an operating system thinking is helpful. It's like it's their choice. Like I, as an individual, don't really respond to the red bubbles. Like I, I'm aware it, of them. It's it's nice to say, Jonathan, but it really isn't uh, on any sort of scale. It's it's not a choice when we know from. Uh, studies that a large majority is going to react in a particular way to a red right, bubble. That's fair. The uh, majority uh, is at scale. Fair. There's there's no choice. It's manipulation. So that's something we do have to be careful of. Uh, but it's an opportunity to reclaim these dark patterns and uh, create maybe something a little lighter. So let's let's wrap this up. We've. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm excited about this topic. I'm excited to. Uh, hopefully see it get a lot of focus and attention over 2020. I think for me, I'm more curious than anything. There's a lot of great work that's gone into figuring out how we got WordPress to this point. There's a lot of incredible volunteers who work on the project. So on the one hand, I have a general degree of confidence. So, so that takes me to my point. Like my personal primary interest is what are the obstacles and challenges yeah. and what can I as a member of the community do to help address those challenges and work through those obstacles. That would be a really interesting topic to bring up with someone involved in the project. So maybe we could look for a guest for a future podcast. Awesome. Let's do it. And should we call it a wrap? Yeah, let's wrap. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Crossword. You can catch Luke and I both on Twitter. Give Tell us what you think and see you on the next episode.